Hallelujah, Christ is risen. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Let's just get right down the brass tacks. You all are dirty, rotten sinners. You might be visiting today and you'll say, Oh, great, it's one of those churches. We picked the wrong Sunday to come here. They just sang a hymn with ten stanzas, which was great. I don't even need to preach after that wonderful hymn. And now he says to us today, right off from the get-go, you all are dirty, rotten sinners. And it's true. How do you respond to that? He said it. And also with you. <laughs> right. The Lutheran response. How does that make us truly feel in this day and age where everybody is so worried about their self-esteem their image, their reputation, their lifestyle, or whatever else it might be. The law of God is written on every person's heart, whether they are in church today or whether they don't believe a darn thing about any of this Christian faith or what Jesus has done. People's consciousness are seared by the law of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know this. You know of your sins in thought, word, and deed, and I do as well. And you all have experienced your conscience going against you with what you have done. I'm so bad. I should have never said that. I should have never done that. I can't seem to get away from this sin I commit over and over again. I can't seem to get away from being concerned about myself and not for others. And if that wasn't bad enough with your conscience and how the law of God works, then you have him who is prowling around like a roaring lion, the devil. The devil who tempts us to fall into sin, the devil who tells us to go against the will of God, the, the word of God, and against your neighbor. The devil who we have this image of tempting us on our shoulder and as soon as we fall in the temptation, somehow he gives us a fist bump, a high five and says, welcome to the club. But that's not how he works. As soon as the devil tempts you and I into sin and we commit the sin, he turns right around and looks at us and says, guilty, guilty as charged. Dirty, rotten sinner, even though you think you're a child of God. So not only is it the law of God against us, not only is it the Holy Spirit in our conscience, but there is the devil as well accusing us in the judgment room of God. So that makes us think today that well, God is always angry. God is always looking down upon us, holding that lightning bolt, waiting to strike us. God is surely going to punish me for what it is that I have done. To be sure, he hates sin. He despises what we've done to each other and how we ignore him. Have you felt his wrath lately, his judgment? Does your former life seem empty? The further that you stay away from the holy things of God, the furthermore do you see your life uneasy and in chaos? And yet we try to fill our lives up with so much stuff. Let's look at the pad. Let's look at the phone. Let's look at each other. Let's look at what YouTube or Google has to say. 
let's look and see what's popular, what has gone viral, and what is trending. And yet, your conscience, the law of God, and the devil are still looking at us as dirty, rotten sinners. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus says to his disciples in the context of Monday, Thursday, today, we heard this last week as well, now I'm going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me where you're going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is promising in the post-Easter resurrection, not only to his disciples, but to you today. So how in the world does the Holy Spirit work? Well, he says he's a helper, Pastor. He comforts us, Pastor. That's not really what he's talking about here today. Jesus is using legal terms today with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is also called the counselor. But this is not just simply your guidance counselor. This is like the judge looking at your attorney and saying, Counselor, what does your client have to say? You and I are always accused by the devil in the courtroom of God. Your law, the law of God sears our conscience. You know what you have said and done and left undone. And the Holy Spirit uses that law to cause us to repent, to acknowledge, I, a poor, miserable sinner. Well, that doesn't do so much for my self-esteem, Pastor. Right. This is not a place we're all better than everybody else in the world. We level the playing field today when we come into the holy presence of God. We don't deserve to stand before him today. We don't deserve to receive his presence. We don't deserve for him even to have his face shine upon us, but he does. You're forgiven. You're forgiven by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Your sins are cast in the depths of the sea, no longer to be remembered. As far as the east is from the west, these things are no longer remembered. No matter what the devil thrusts at you and your conscience and before the throne room of God, Jesus has said for you, it is finished. It's done. It's paid for. It is blotted out. You now walk in the newness of life. You are the new creation, the first fruits of him who is resurrected from the dead. Christ is risen. He is risen and so, as James says today, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Every good and gift and every perfect gift is from above. That's not your phone or your car or everything else like that that are wonderful blessings and sure they do come from God. This is the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, the helper. You are the ones who have him on your side before the throne of God. He is the one who pleads on your behalf. And you'll notice what Jesus says today. He's not going to speak of his own authority. 
He's going to take what is mine and he's going to declare it to you. He's going to take what he hears and he's going to take it and give it to you. So what does the Holy Spirit say before the throne room of God for you and I today? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, Jesus' blood speaks that best sentence on their behalf. I forgive you all of your sins. Father, do not look at them in their sins, their unbelief, or the way that they have changed or have done things against their neighbor in the world. Forgive them, Lord, for you have promised that by your son's death and resurrection, they have been set free from your judgment and condemnation. That's why you're given the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. That's why Jesus says today he will come to convict the world of three things. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin because he says the world doesn't believe. Just because somebody says they have no use for this here today. Just because somebody says I don't believe in your dead book and your God who says that he's risen from the dead. Doesn't mean that everybody outside of this place are a bunch of happy people. Scripture also talks about the fact that God frustrates the plans of the wicked. Those who are outside of the faith, he doesn't just turn a blind eye. They are at enmity toward, toward God. They are hostile toward God. And God causes nothing but chaos and disorder, no matter how happy and free they seem to be. Their heart is seared with the law of God. That's why God says today the Holy Spirit is given to convict of judgment. But that doesn't mean we sit here today and say, that's not us. No. You are dirty, rotten sinners. And also with you, Pastor. And we repent by that same Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to convict us of righteousness. The blood of Christ forgives all of your sins. You now are declared holy, righteous, innocent, blameless in God's sight because of what Christ has done. Yes, we still struggle with sin. We still struggle with our selfishness and what we want in our way. But God in Christ Jesus forgives. His blood covers all of our sins. His love covers a multitude of sins. And by being given the Holy Spirit in your baptism, you walk in the newness of life and that Holy Spirit goes with you to remind you of what Christ has done and said and how he walked out of that grave. Christ is risen. You're not saying that because I'm cheering you on from the pulpit today. That is the Holy Spirit living and working and speaking through you. And then he says here today, he will convict the world concerning judgment because the old evil foe is judged. His head is crushed in the cross of Christ. He can now no longer take you to the courtroom of God and say before God, guilty as charged, because the Holy Spirit declares you righteous and forgiven. Always keep that in mind. 
that as you go out of this place, you are a baptized child of God. We're going to baptize a five-month-old next weekend. And you'll notice what we say in Luther's prayer. We ask you to drown all sin in him, and which he has committed since, so that sin would be drowned and die. Gee, Pastor, that doesn't seem quite comforting. We are killed by the law of God. The Lord kills, but the Lord makes alive again. And that is why we are given the Holy Spirit. He shows us how to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then, yes, the Holy Spirit will be given to you to guide you into all the ways of truth and everything else that has been given to you from the Father above will be taken care of for you. The Holy Spirit has been given all authority in heaven and on earth because he hears and speaks what Jesus, who has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, what Jesus says and declares to you today. And what is to come? On the last day, when we die, I can't tell you how many people I've sat with at their deathbed and they are mortified. Lifelong Christians, pastor, I'm terrified, I'm mortified that God will not save me. That's the work of the devil. That's the work of the devil trying to convince them and to stray away from what God has said. And I certainly don't sit there and say, well, I hope so too. <laughs> or we'll see, won't we, on the last day. No. We declare to them what Christ has given. His forgiveness, his death, his resurrection. Even in the face of death, death has no more victory over us. And so that is why, as we are given the Holy Spirit today... We are also given an opportunity to go out and speak those same words of freedom, of love, and forgiveness to the world. Jesus says that to his disciples, go and do likewise, preach and proclaim. Imagine, think about it. Think of how much change you could bring in our dying, hurting, and sorrowful communities just by simply forgiving those who have done things against you. Go and forgive. Let it go. Freely give it as you have been freely given it. And it is only by the Holy Spirit's power that you can do this. And when we fall, and when we stubble, and when we go back to being dirty, rotten sinners that we are, you are forgiven. There's nothing you can do about that, and if you don't like that, too bad, because Jesus still says today, I forgive you of all your sins. All your sins are forgiven. Not by what we've said or done, not by how much time we are here today, not by any kind of volunteering in the church or meetings or dedications or anything else like that, but by the power of Jesus' blood. And that blood speaks that best sentence on your behalf. Forgive them. And on the day of judgment, you will stand tall in the Holy Spirit. For the ruler of this world is cast down. And yes, you will be judged. 
but you will be judged victorious for the sake of Jesus Christ, your crucified and risen Lord. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.